Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 117 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Madden NFL 22, Quake Remastered, and 12 Minutes. The games coming out this week include Hoa, King's Bounty 2, Aliens Fire Team Elite, Psychonauts 2, Mask of Mists, Murder Mystery Machine, Mextermination Force, Phonetopia Awakening, Darker Skies, Hotel Life A Resort Simulator, Tropico 6 Festival, Star Hunter DX, Mist, Inked A Tale of Love, Space Station Sprint, Baldo The Guardian Owls, and Zophis. An update for Xbox Game Pass, and they include the following games. You can now play Humankind on PC, Need for Speed Heat on Cloud, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on Cloud, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on Cloud, Recompile on Cloud, Series X and S, and PC, Train Sim World 2 on Cloud Console and PC, and 12 Minutes on Cloud Console and PC. Available on August 25th, you can play Psychonauts 2 on Cloud Console and PC, and Myst on August 26th on Cloud Console and PC. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and oh my were there some big ones. We have 7 to cover this week. Number 1, Halo Infinite will be released without campaign co-op or Forge at launch. Matt Kim at IGN writes, 343 Industries has announced that it is delaying campaign co-op and Forge for Halo Infinite until after launch as the developers focus on getting the single-player campaign and multiplayer done in time for its holiday release. In an August video update from the official Halo YouTube channel, Halo Infinite head of creative Joseph Staten confirmed that neither campaign, co-op, nor Forge will be in Halo Infinite on launch. 343 confirmed that Halo Infinite is, quote, 100% committed, end quote, to release the anticipated shooter this holiday. Campaign co-op has been a fixture of the Halo franchise being able to play through the single-player campaign with a friend, Meanwhile, Forge is a unique experience where players can design their own game modes by creating custom maps, rules, and more. Forge is where some of the most creative player-generated modes have come from, some of which have gone on to become official Halo Online modes. Quote, Unfortunately, as we focused the team for shutdown and really focused on a quality experience for launch, we made the really tough decision to delay shipping campaign co-op for launch, and we also made the tough call to delay shipping Forge past launch as well, end quote, Staten said during the video update. Sound confirmed that the team is taking a seasonal release schedule for the campaign co-op and Forge. While Halo Infinite will launch with a single-player mode in Season 1 of multiplayer, Staten says that the team is aiming to release campaign co-op in Season 2 and Forge in Season 3. Staten clarified that a new season will ship every three months, meaning campaign co-op will not be released until 2022, most likely if assuming the holiday season begins in November. Halo Infinite still doesn't have a firm release date, though community manager Brian Gerard says the team is basically almost ready to confirm a firm date. Wow, what a bummer and huge news. For a lot of people, many seminal moments in video game history for them, it comes with playing Halo via couch co-op or online co-op and going through those campaigns with friends. Certainly, I have many fond memories of this, and now I won't be able to do it at launch. I won't be able to resist playing a campaign as I'm going to need to play that on day one, so maybe I can go through a second time with some friends that maybe won't play it at launch. Not having Forge at launch clearly isn't as big of a deal as co-op campaign, but I'm glad they're going to get this game out this fall. You have to imagine at Xbox's Gamescom showcase this week we are going to get the date, so hopefully it will be the head news story next week. Number 2. Call of Duty Vanguard Revealed, New Warzone Map, Anti-Cheat, and More Confirmed 
Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle writes, With development led by Sledgehammer Games, Vanguard will be comprised of a World War II campaign, 20 multiplayer maps, and a Zombies mode, developed by Treyarch. With a release date of November 5th on consoles and PC, there are also plans for a pre-release multiplayer beta. The campaign will cover the origins of Special Forces, forming Task Force 1, and a story spanning the eastern and western fronts of Europe, the Pacific, and North Africa. As exclusively revealed by VGC earlier this year, the game will be powered by an updated version of the Modern Warfare engine, and Raven Software plans to launch a new World War II-themed Warzone map to coincide with Vanguard's release. Activision also confirmed plans to release a, quote, new PC anti-cheat system, end quote, for Warzone alongside its new Vanguard map. Well, finally, the longest it's ever taken to reveal this year's Call of Duty game, it is now Call of Duty Vanguard. And while I have already pre-ordered the game because I'm a sucker every year for Call of Duty, this has to be the most lukewarm lead-up to a new Call of Duty game in a long time. It doesn't seem to have the hype around it, Battlefield is consuming a lot of that energy, as is Halo Infinite this fall. It's going to be interesting to see if anything can impact the juggernaut that is Call of Duty on the sales charts every year. But I am intrigued to a new Warzone map, and I love Call of Duty Zombies, and it's nice to hear that Treyarch is leading that. Can't wait to get my hands on it, either way. Number 3. xCloud works well on Valve's Steam Deck, says Xbox boss Phil Spencer. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Xbox boss Phil Spencer has got his hands on Valve's Steam Deck early and has praised the handheld gaming device revealing that Microsoft's xCloud streaming service works well on the system. Spencer took to Twitter to congratulate the Steam Deck team after revealing that he's been over at Valve this week, talking with Gabe Newell and other senior employees about the handheld gaming PC. According to Spencer, who has had his hands on the Steam Deck for the best part of a week, games such as Halo and Age of Empires, quote, feel good, end quote, and xCloud, Xbox Cloud Gaming, quote, works well, end quote, on the device. Valve has previously confirmed that users can swap out the SteamOS operating system that's pre-installed on the Steam Deck and install Windows, which means in theory you can simply boot up the Microsoft Store, install the Xbox Game Pass app, and download games and play them natively on the handheld without the need for streaming. However, it remains to be seen how well this will actually work in practice, and if we'll need a bunch of specialized programs and drivers to get the built-in Steam Deck controller to work with Windows 10 titles. So while xCloud working on the Valve Steam Deck is very cool for those interested, I would be more impressed if I could do the latter and natively install the games. I don't have a need for the Valve Steam Deck, I have my phone to use xCloud streaming, and I love my Nintendo Switch for that portable gaming experience. However, if I can earn the achievements on the run in the Valve Steam Deck and play the games natively, it could sell me on the hardware. Number 4, Skyrim 10th Anniversary Edition announced for PS5 and Series X and S. Cat Bailey at IGN writes, Skyrim is back. Again. Bethesda announced that it is releasing the Elder Scrolls Skyrim for next-gen consoles bringing with it various enhancements. Perhaps the biggest piece of news is that the version will be available for PlayStation 5. In the wake of Bethesda's acquisition by Xbox, the availability of games like The Elder Scrolls on Sony's platforms has been an ongoing concern. In this instance, at least, PlayStation fans are being included. The Anniversary Edition will include 10 years worth of content plus some new features. One new feature, a free fishing mechanic, plus, if you own Skyrim Special Edition, there's an upgrade path to the Anniversary Edition, though it won't be free. For folks who just want to play Skyrim on next-gen consoles, a free next-gen upgrade will be coming for all players. Originally released in 2011, Skyrim has since received numerous re-releases. It was most recently remastered for PS4 and Xbox One in 2016, when Skyrim celebrated its 5th anniversary. The Skyrim 10th Anniversary Edition will be released on November 11th, 2021. Not much to say, this game is playable pretty much on any device known to man. It's cool for those interested, never beat Skyrim, I was always more of a Fallout fan myself. Number 5, Xbox has announced a new entry-level wired headset. Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle writes, 
Priced at $59.99, the Xbox Stereo headset is billed as a quote, great entry-level headset that includes many of the features, end quote, found in the premium Xbox wireless headset released earlier this year. Available to pre-order ahead of its release on September 21st, the headset sports, quote, ultra-soft large ear cups, end quote, on-air volume and mute controls, and supports spatial sound technologies like Windows Sonic, Dolby Atmos, and DTS Headphone X. It's compatible with the Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Windows PCs, and connects directly to the Xbox wireless controller or other devices with a 3.5mm jack, no batteries required. Wanted to throw this in there for the casual gamer that's looking for an entry-level headset released by Xbox. I personally have the SteelSeries 9X, and I absolutely love it. It's so comfy and it sounds great. Number 6. Quake Remaster Officially Revealed, out now on PC and consoles. Joe Scrabbles at IGN writes, a remaster of the original Quake is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch today. It's also launched into Xbox Game Pass, and will get enhanced native editions on PS5 and Series X and S soon, as a free upgrade. It also comes with a brand new expansion, created by Machine Games. Announced at QuakeCon, the classic FPS will be available with up to 4K resolution, as well as enhanced models, dynamic and color lighting, anti-aliasing, depth of field, and the original soundtrack and theme by Trent Reznor. The upgrade will be free for those who already own Quake on Steam or Bethesda.net. The campaign can be entirely played in 4-player co-op, with full crossplay across all platforms. As for multiplayer, Quake's classic arena combat will be available for 8 players online or 4 players locally, and includes dedicated server support for online matchmaking and peer-to-peer -peer support for custom matches. Quake Remastered comes with original expansions, The Scourge of Armagon, and Dissolution of Eternity, as well as Machine Game's 20th anniversary expansion, Dimension of the Past. More unexpectedly, the new version comes with a brand new expansion, Dimension of the Machine, also created by Machine Games. An iconic and classic FPS getting remastered for the new consoles. It's going to see how much of an audience this actually attracts. Never played the Quake games back in the day, but happy for all those who loved it. And number 7, Xbox Series X is getting a high resolution dashboard. Tom Warren at The Verge writes, Microsoft is starting to test a new higher resolution dashboard for the Series X today. Xbox Insiders in the Alpha and Alpha Skip Ahead rings will get access to the increased resolution for the Xbox dashboard later today, designed to improve UI elements for 4K displays. Quote, This change means home, guide, and other areas of the UI will be displayed in a higher native resolution for increased sharpness and text readability, end quote, says Microsoft's Xbox testing team. Until this new dashboard, Xbox Series X consoles have been running dashboard UI elements at 1080p, Native elements for home, guide, and other parts of the dashboard will greatly improve how the Series X appears on 4K TVs. While Microsoft mentions a higher native resolution for certain elements, it doesn't appear that the entire dashboard isn't native 4K yet. HDR is not part of this new resolution bump, and it's strictly limited to the Series X for now. The smaller Series S can technically output at 4K, but its dashboard remains the same in test versions at the moment. For a big nerd like me who loves his LG OLED C1 television, I can't wait for this to come out. There's actually a stark difference when you're playing on the dashboard with the Series X versus the PS5 has a dashboard in 4K. It just looks so much nicer. Give me this new dashboard, please, Xbox. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is about a canceled game on the 360. Credit to Joseph Noop at IGN. Canceled Factor 5 Superman game detailed by former developer. Factor 5's canceled Superman game, codenamed Blue Steel, is one of gaming's bigger what-ifs. Despite looking like a promising action game, like an early version of Marvel's Spider-Man, but not open world, the game was shuttered following Factor 5's unfortunate closure in the early stages of the 2008 financial crisis. Factor 5's Superman game was aiming to recreate the visual flair of DC's animated fight scenes, including aerial brawling between Superman and his foes, 
large urban environments, and even the ability to crash through buildings, scattering office equipment to pieces. Other effects included shockwaves from individual hits, impact marks on the street and buildings, and knocking an enemy a block away. I love finding out more and more about cancelled games as the years go on, and there's actually some really cool prototype gameplay footage of this game. It's wild to see the Superman game in 2008 with him flying through buildings and crashing, and it's cool to imagine what could have been. I find it almost impossible to make a great Superman game just because he is so overpowered. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, and please leave a review. This past week, I played the Back for Blood beta with my friends. I really did dig it. It's not an amazing game. It leaves a lot to be desired in terms of the versus mode since it's not copying what Left 4 Dead had and the magic that it was. But nonetheless, it will be a great game to play with some friends and catch up through conversation. I've also been keeping my playthrough with Psychonauts going as I need to get this done by next week for Psychonauts 2. My name is Brandon Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.